0: Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Calling All Cars, right. the copyrighted program
0: created by Leo Brandt.
1: Man, it's time to get a self-appointed All Cars. All Cars broadcast right. 270 regarding missing persons. We're on the lookout for Peter Skopop, who disappeared from his home this day. Maybe a murder. Him. And
2: that's all. Go so with we'll Do
1: you do remember this, Logan? If you make the finest mouth-trap, the world will give a pass to your door. That's true about mouth products, gasoline, or any other product. For two years, Rio Grande led all other gasolines in percentage of pay of wind Thousands of well-informed motorists have literally beaten the path under the doors of Rio Grande dealers to get police car performance (laughs) in (laughs) their cars. (laughs) Engineers, purchasing (laughs) leaders, police and fire departments, those who (laughs) trust gasoline, those to whom gasoline moves the most, have specified Rio Grande trust gasoline in all their emergency equipment. Month after month. Accept no substitute for police car performance. But the added mileage took starting, and increased power that real gun the crafts captain Nothing can stop the market progress of a definitely superior product. And also, that's true about Realism, the 100% seraphine based motor oil that engine heat cannot burst down or cold weather slow down. Captainize your independence of your from now on. Sheriff of Snohomish County, Washington. We have in the studio Chief of Police, C.E. Bailey, and Sheriff Ray Ryan of Ellis. And we asked Sheriff Ryan to open our program. I wish to extend to the audience of calling all parties the greetings of the Northwest in general, and of the state of Washington in particular. The problems of law enforcement are alike, regardless of the section of the county in which they arise, and regardless of section, crime is the same losing game in one state, but it is in the other. It has always been a mystery to me why a criminal overgets the idea that he can commit a crime and get away with it. In the story we are as we hear tonight, you will see the fight played by cooperative citizens in solving our crime. It is the cooperation of such persons and the close, harmonious work of law enforcement agencies that makes more important to states and Regardless of motive, method, or attitude, plans cannot act
2: first.
1: It is 8 o'clock on a Selfish July morning of 1922 in the
2: city of
1: Everett, Washington. Deputy Q.O. Bailey of the Snohomish County Sheriff's Office is seated at his desk looking over some report when suddenly the telephone at his side begins jangling. What? does
0: he
1: look like? about how old a man is your husband, Mrs. Hester? All right, we'll start looking for him right away. But I wouldn't worry about it. You will most likely find him something else some friends. So we do our best. <laughs> deputy Bailey immediately make the routine search of the jails and hospitals, but fails to find any trace for the missing man. Beginning to wonder if there some real basis for so Mrs. Holcroft's fears after all, Bailey decides to drive over and see her. She addressed the group to be that of a home bakery, a modest appealing shop in the center of Riverside, ever extensive group colony. I beg your pardon, but uh, are you Mrs. Colcott? Yes. My name is Bailey. I'm from the sheriff's office.
0: Oh, yes. You have come about my husband. That's
1: right. Have you had any word from him yet? No,
0: no word. Well,
1: tell me, Mrs. Colcott, when did you see him last?
0: It was about 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. A telephone call came and he said he had to deliver some goods in the country.
1: In the country, huh?
0: Yes. He left all right away in the club.
1: What kind of goods was he to deliver? Thank you, Father.
0: Well, not exactly. I think it was mostly sugar and raisins.
1: Why, sugar and raisins rather than iron?
0: Yeah.
2: I found two trucks. The two trucks? Yeah. It's on the Muppet like View Red. over the Cotton Creek. But, uh, I don't see two. There's no way around. Oh, I know it. I knew. Who
1: are you, young man? Me.
2: I'm Mike Alex. I'm Mr. I see.
1: Well, Mike, you better come up with me to headquarters and make your report. Maybe we'll go back to where you found the truck and look for your brother-in-law.
2: What
1: do you think, sir? It's my belief that there's some sort of dirty work mixed up in this business, Joe. I have Mike corella here, a boy who found the truck waiting outside to make his report. Yeah, we'll have on in a minute, baby. You say this street cocoa is making it a little bit sugar and raisins Mm -hmm. into the country? Yes, sir. And that sounds to me like you might be mixed up in the newslegging like it. Yeah, that's to me, too. It also puts a different slant on the man's disappearance. Just what kind of a woman is this wife of yours, Mrs. Tilcott? Well, she's a Greek, of course. But she seems to have a fair education. Speaks well good English. Uh-huh. A young woman? Mm, about 25, I'd say. She's a tiny little thing. Give me a picture. Any children? There was a boy, about four, and a little girl, not much more than a baby, playing in the corner of the bakery shop. I presume they were hurried. Yeah? Well, let's have this nice little in. Okay, sir. Come
0: on in
2: here, Mike. Yes, sir.
1: Mike, this is Sheriff McCullough. How do, you do Hello, Mike. Now, Mike, I want you to tell us all about how you happened to find
2: your brother-in-law's truck. Well, uh, the really worried about peace, and, uh, she asked me to look for him. I, uh, I go to the shooting station for a piece of his gas, and the man, he said he thought he'd gone out for the muckle uh, What did you do then, Mike? Well, uh, I saw out right away, and when I got to the bridge, I saw he truck. Yeah, I've got some stuff standing by the side of
1: the road. If you didn't see anything, I'll see. Oh, never mind, Billy. I'll get it. Yes, yeah, my father, Sidney. You? you did, eh? All right, right there. We'll be right out. I'm afraid you won't have to search very far for your brother-in-law, Mike. You'll some information on he spoke up, Yes, the man who called himself our targets was on the phone. He said he found a body in the woods just back of the truck. Yeah.
2: Found the body? Will he correct?
1: Yeah, you better come with us, Mike. If it pro so up, we'll need you to help identify him. Right, right, outside, sir. Okay, let's get going. <laughs> you got two pickups up that night? Yes, sir. That's the one. There's a man standing beside us. That must be Robert, the man who phoned you, sir. Yeah, mine has it. Hey, yeah? Yeah, get out. You're Sheriff McCullough, aren't you? That's right body I called your body's is right near that path leading into the underbrush right there. I stumbled down there less than an hour ago. All right, go on ahead and us the place where you follow. Yes, sir. See that thing just ahead? HM? That's where the body is. Yeah, I think I can see it from here. You got a man's body lying face downward? That's it, all right. Hmm. He's dead, all right. Just well, it's plain the killer wasn't taking any chances on his system leaving to all the bail. His pockets pulled out the rifle. Probably might have been the motive. Yeah. Was your brother-in-law in the habit of carrying much money around with really, him, Mike? Yes, sir. He always had quite
2: a bit of money in his bill for it. The
1: officers go back to town Intensive search is to for the murderer. Two days after the finding of the body, Sheriff McCullough and deputy A.C. Bailey discussed the case in a set of Well, it looks as if we are up against a more difficult job than you'd figured on, Bailey. Yeah. Trying to pull information out of that goose column like trying to pull a mule away from a ear rack. Have you been able to find out anything at all? Oh, nothing much. All my inquiries down there have come up against a brick wall. Either they claim ignorance of the whole business or... The leaper was a stony silence. Yes, I know. In the same way with me. I was able to pick up a few scraps of information about Pete Polkoff, however. Well, that's something. What did you find out? Well, it seems for one thing that he was considered one of the most representative young men of the colony. But he was not then, I take it. Yeah. For so another thing, I found out from a banker that Polkoff had recently sent $10,000 to Greece to be placed to his credit fair. $10,000, huh? Eh? Then he was considerably better off than the modest appearance of his pictures would lead you to think. Yeah. And in addition to that, he had accounts with several local institutions. Oh, he was well-fixed, though, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if his wealth had anything to do with his team, too. It might have. I think I'll well go over and have another talk with Pete's wife. Last time I was there, he was to break the news of her husband's birth, and she was too upset to be able to tell me much of anything. That's an idea, Bailey. Really. Go on over and talk with her. There's something an outside sense, we might learn something we can use. Okay, Sheriff, I'll be back later to tell you what I found out. Mm-hmm. Corkop had no more information to do. Mons slept by, and then one night, Brother McCullough and Deputy Dirty dropped into a little Greek coffee house. They were talking to the little old woman. who were serving.
0: Uh, didn't Corkop used to eat in here pretty often? Yes, yeah, sometimes. Mrs. Corkop is still sure come in. Oh, is that so? But he never kept mine who's here to Pete Corkop, huh?
1: No, I'm afraid not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just funny, sir. The only ones have wanted to kill Pete. After all, he was a good, hard working man. He thought only of business. You think so?
0: Maybe that's why he detailed. Maybe he seemed too much. Excuse me. Excuse me. I got to wait on touching.
1: What do you suppose you meant by that? Sure I don't know. Well, let's get back at town. Yeah. Well, okay. hey, that crack of the old woman you got me puzzled. There was a world of moon behind the way she said that. That's just me. Well, that's where it's the home bakery upstate. Isn't that fair? And Eliana up standing in the doorway? Yeah. One of these young fellows from Decatur. Yeah, some friends, I suppose. Oh, well, we might as well say hello to her. Oh, of course. Good evening, Miss Crocotte. Good
0: evening.
1: I thought perhaps you might have decided to sail for Greece by this time. Oh, no, I cannot
0: go now. No? It would not be the same without people. And besides,
1: Sir uh, Joe here, people's brother, he's poaching me with a shot. Oh, I see. Well, it wish you all the luck in the world. Well, thank you. Well, good night. Good night, Mr. Daly. Yeah, it seems that we might time has made her it forget you. It's careful enough now, Daly. Yes, I know that. I wonder. Now, wait a minute, Daly. Oh, what is it? Uh, they're just went to the shop together. You can see her drawing the suit. across the it pleases yeah. yeah, you. Yes, you see her silhouette of uh, it, I If my hunch is correct. Oh, there, baby. You see that? You can see both the silhouettes now. Well, okay, you're, you're right, uh, so that's what the old woman meant when she said Peter thought too much about prison. Yeah, it looks as if our soakup is scrating away, his better the be feeding his right. If that's the case, it may prove to be the motive we're looking for. But any event it's worth looking into, and the sooner the better. Daly and Sheriff McCulloch, perhaps, however, they are called out of town and never see. And then at 2.30 in the morning, several days later, a barrage foreman in the Greek colony sees flames suddenly shoot up into the sky. A small flame house at the rear of the home base is on fire. But this brings in the alarm. Fire apparatus under the direction of the seat and to to front of Lieutenant Brunt responds at once. That's the word trash, Brunt. The frame house is burning like kindling. I'll work my way around to the north side of the street. The aren't so bad, Ben. I think I can force an entrance. Well, come along, then. I'll go with you. Oh, this window's as good as any place, Chief. Well, I'll smash it in. Can you see anything? That's yet. The room's full of smoke. Where do I sign in? Here. I'll give you a hand. Right. <laughs> hey, there's uh, something under your bed over there. Good Lord, it looks like a couple of kids. Well, get them, Blunt. Hurry. You can pass them out of the window to me. Yeah, two kids, all right, Chief. A boy and a girl. They're both unconscious. Separation from the smoke. All right, hand them out. Again. This these two children out for the full motor squad, right, as quick as you can. Thank yes, you. Right away, Chief. All
2: right. Come here, look
1: up front. I'm coming in there with you. Yeah. You know, it's like the other side of the house. Uh, uh, there you are, Chief. I think that door over there leads into another bedroom. The flames have already struck it. Yeah? Well, let's see if there's anybody in there. All right. Chief, look here. There's a man and woman stretched out of the bed. They are dead, all right, but it wasn't the fire that killed him. Good Lord. They're headed for something. Yeah. This is a case of cold-blooded murder. He takes charge of things. I've got to report this to the terrorist office. <laughs> we got here in a hurry, sir. It. Yeah, it's really nice just getting back to town and we'll call two in, fellas. So if somebody sealed Ileana's book up in the building, Laura. Yeah? We took the liberty of removing the bodies to the house, naturally. For so a while there, we weren't sure they could get the fire under control. Start now, though. How are we feeling, fellas? Both dead. Everything was done to They were too far gone. Propagation. Yes, it's good. Something else I want to tell you first. And what it be connected to the murders. Yeah. Okay. This fire was no accident. You what know, we call a flat fire. Set with oil and a deliberate attempt to conceal the crime. And what it'll be connected to the murders. Yeah. Okay. This fire was no accident. You what know, we call a flat fire. Set with oil and a deliberate attempt to conceal the crime. Hmm. Well, I does not surprise me. Well, come on, baby. Let's take a look at the room where the bodies are found. This sort a of complicated matter eh, here, Mr. We would have figured out that Rana and Joe had flotted Keith's death. Now what's the answer? Well, your guess is as good as mine. If they tried to keep death so they could be together, then who killed them? Too much for me. But here we are. I think it's the bedroom. Yeah, it's the bedroom, all right. Whoever did this job did it thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how these pieces of firewood got here. they scattered all over the floor. Yeah, I was just noticing them. Bedroom's a funny place for firewood. Look here, Sheriff. I think we found the murder weapon. Huh? Eh? what's that? A piece of firewood I just picked up. The side and one end are covered with blood. By George, you're right, really. There's no doubt in my mind but that's the intimate use to test the cells of Joe and Eliana.
2: Can I speak to you for a few minutes, Sheriff?
1: Oh, hello, Mike. How'd you manage to get in here? I thought there was an officer posted at the door. It
2: is, Sheriff. I guess they know who I was. This is a terrible scene with me. Yes, certainly is. But what is it you want to see me about? Well, I saw you and Mr. Bailey coming here for a caller. I thought you might have some idea who killed my sister.
1: I wish I did, Mike, but I'm afraid I don't. But now that you're here, you might be able to tell us a few things you want to know.
2: Sure, if I can.
1: Now, this fellow, Joe Procopter, when did he come to live at the bakery? He wasn't here when Peter was murdered. No. He comes just a few days after people was killed. And he was
2: given a room in the house?
1: Yes.
2: Didn't you think that was rather strange? No. Why should I? He was Pete's brother, wasn't he?
1: Yes, uh, I suppose he was. And now, Michael, I think perhaps you'd better leave Uh, Mr. Bailey and I have a lot of work to do. Uh, We'll let you know the minute we learn anything.
2: Okay. And thanks a lot, sir. Yeah.
1: Yeah? The kid's not wise. There's no sense in adding to That's true. You know, Sheriff, I'm certain this crime and Keith's murder are linked in some way. Do you think Eliana might have had kill another admirer? Someone who wanted her badly enough to kill Keith, and then when Joe entered the picture, gone completely possessed and murdered them both? More than a possibility. I got a hunch I may be able to learn something from one of the neighbors. So while you're taking up here, I'm gonna see what I can find out. Oh. Well, did you didn't see anyone either enter or leave the
0: place. No, I didn't. All I know is that I heard a series of screams about one o'clock this morning. In fact, it was a lot. they woke me right out of my sleep.
1: Well, what did you do after you heard the screams?
0: Well, I jumped up and ran to the window. It was too dark to see anything, but they sounded like they came from the bakery.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, about how long have you known Eliana Prokop, Miss Theodore,
0: uh, oh, no, Theodore. Oh, no, oh, I've known her for years. As a girl, she was the belle of the colony. She had bows below us. Was there any particular favorite among these admirers? Well, yes. Leona, quite a fancy to George Venus. But George was poor, and then when uh, Keith's uh, cookup happened along, a young fellow with good prospect. her family and sister used to get up George and marry Keith. Uh huh.
1: How did George Venus, uh, uh, how yes. do you feel about that?
0: Oh, oh, he took it like a man. In fact, he, uh, he attended the wedding and, and later uh, was a student visitor at their house. That is, he wasn't here about a year ago when, when he moved to Morton. That's true.
1: Well, thank you, Mr. Theodore, for your information. Good day. Disappointed the exploding of his punch, Bailey rejoins Sheriff McCullough, and they returned to the latter's office. As they enter, a man who had been waiting there gets up to greet them. Uh, Sheriff McCullough? Yes. Uh, my name is Perkins. I'm an attorney here in town. I just heard about the Tocop case in the papers. I think I can give you some information that might be of help. You can, you can certainly use it, though. You see, Mrs. Tocop was a child of mine. Last September, about three months after her husband was killed, she brought a man to my office and explained that she wished to lend him $300 against his cafe. Uh, she wanted me to draw up a note. Uh-huh. It looked like a routine matter. I, I did, she asked, but when the man had gone, she told me a letter. She sent me, and I had to give him the money, she told me. But it's the last time I'll do it. If he asks me again, I will refuse. Uh, what was the man's name, Mr. Perkins? George Venus. Venus? Yes. Well, my hunch was a good one after all, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see what the letter said, Mr. Perkins? No, it is written in Greek. But I told her to put it away carefully, explaining that it might be useful in case he made further trouble. And was there further trouble? Yes. I thought that was the end of it. But the day before Christmas,
2: he was to of my office again. Mr. Perkins, I need money. I need money very badly. I want you to phone Mrs. Prokop and tell her so. Tell her right away to send me $50. I'll do nothing of the sort, Mr. Venus. You've gotten all the money from Mrs. Prokop that you're going to get. Oh, yes, you will, Mr. Perkins. Take the telephone. i stay right here until you do. Well, I'll call her since you insist. But I can tell you right now it
1: won't do any good. Just a same. You call. Mr. Dean, get Mrs. Prokop on the phone for me. Mrs. Prokop, you will give me money. Well, thanks, you. I very much doubt it, Venus. Hello, Mrs. Pocock. Uh, George Venus is in my office and insists that I phone you. It seems he wants $50 right away. <laughs> yes, that's what I thought. Very well, Mrs. Pocock. Goodbye. He says he will not give you another cent, Venus. And furthermore, she says she doesn't want to ever see you again.
2: He's got to give me that money. He's got it safe in the bank. Ileana, he would give me the money. But Joe, he got Ileana. I, Mr. Joe. I said, sure. He was still in his chest against
1: Joe when he asked for my office. And that was the last time you saw him? Yes, and mighty glad I was of it, too. Any moment I expected to get a knife stuck in my head. Do you happen to have Judge genius address, Mr. Perkins? No, but it's more than likely to be contained in the letter Mrs. he told to me. If she say this, as I suggested, and it hasn't been burned in the fire, it could still be in her house. Oh. Is immediately sent out to search for any letters that might have survived the fire in the pro home, and luck places the officer's hand. For police under Captain Craw discover an undamaged packet of letters in the bottom of a badly charred trunk. An interpreter is called in to translate a name that was signed with Venus' name. He promptly lays aside two, which he copies in English. Two of them, eh? The first one's short choice, really. at least. The date is September 1st, 1922. The address is Morton, Washington. Morton, eh? Huh? Okay. Evidently, this is the letter Eliana showed to Mr. Perkins. Huh? What is it say? Mrs. Eliana and Joe, please, soon as you receive my letter, wire me $300 at once. If you don't send me the money, both you parties are going to be in jail. No joking about it. You know what you have been doing. I lay everything ready if you don't. Yes, Sr. George Georgina. Hmm. Now, what about the other letter, Dana? In a second was addressed to Joe instead of Eliana. And its baseline says it was written just a few days after Venus's visit to Perkins. Uh, go ahead, read it. Says, uh, friend Joe, learn as for health I am well. After all, I have phoned to you three times to send me $50, but in vain I phoned. As I have my store mortgage, you don't care to help me, for Eliana told me the restaurant can stay closed for a week, and I have lost seven days. In jail have I gone, but I get out of jail, but you will never get out. You can't fool me with five and ten dollars. Can you help me in this situation? The thousand was given to have your brother killed. And what did that you just say? The thousand was given to have your brother killed? Yes. I guess that the situation was the Yeah, that would seem to indicate that Joe was in love with Eleanor, all right, and that he wanted her badly enough to hire someone to lure Pete into the woods and kill him. Who was the man, Deenis? Yeah, that remains to be seen. So go on, baby. Thanks, I love it. Okay. Think that you are hanging on my neck. The head that you wear is mine. When I get my head, you will have no head. You should know that you did it all, for you didn't let Eliana to help me, and I will treat you as you treated me. Now then, send me $50, or send me the mortgage on my store, so I will put it somewhere else to get $200 to buy. Yes. George Deenis. Is that all? Sure. Well, I think there's enough in those letters to justify our bringing him in. Arrange to get a warrant for Deanus arresting. Or what George? sir? Arson for the time being.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That same night, Sheriff McCullough and Deputy Bailey traveled 200 miles to Morton and bring back George Deanus on the arson guard the next morning in McCullough's office. Now, Deanus, let's hear where you started that fire in the bakery Saturday morning. I didn't start that fire. I was in Martin then. Asked anybody there. And I suppose you didn't write this threatening letter to Mrs. Prokot either. Not me. Not George Dimmons. I wouldn't do that thing. Mrs. Prokot and Joe were my friends. I had respect for them. And you insist you were in Martin on the morning of the fire. I was in Morton. All right, boys. Lock him up. Yes, sir. Come on, Miss. Sheriff
2: sure, uh, McCullough. Oh, hello, Mike. Come on in. come yeah. What's on your mind, Mike? was a excuse. They just took out of here, wasn't it? I heard you arrested him. That's right. Did he admit he did it? No. He said he was in Morton when the killings took place. Well, if Venus said that, he lied. He wasn't in Morton last Friday night. He was here in the bakery. In the bakery? And you prove that night? Yes. Yeah. I was cleaning up when one of the neighbors come in. She wanted some bread, but the Yuliana, and Venus was arguing about something in the corner and didn't pay no attention to her. Finally, she had to interrupt and asked Yuliana to get it for her.
1: Would the neighbor be willing to identify
2: Venus? Sure. When I talked to her about the argument later, she said he was very angry about something. And I heard him tell Mrs. Brookup, "Better be careful. You know what happened to Pete. The same may happen to you." Later
1: that day, the neighbor identifies he, missed. he Still, clings to the story of being in Morton at the time of the fire. Sheriff McCullough and Company of Bailey goes back further to check on it. In Morton, they can find no one to corroborate Enoch's story. But they do receive some valuable information from a human acquaintance of his. Information which they turn to good account when, on returning to others, they again confront their prisoner. Just what makes you think you could make that little bluff of yours work,
2: Enoch? What, do uh,
1: You know what I mean. Trying to make us believe you were in Morton on the night uh, Eliana and Joe were murdered.
2: But I tell you, I was there. I, I, I
1: tell Phoenix, you. Enoch, we know better. Moreover, we ran across a friend of yours that you've been talking pretty freely to. Who? Never mind who. When you were hard up for pay, you told this friend you, you and Mrs. Spokop in Everett who'd be glad to give you money. Isn't that right? Mrs. Spokop was my friend, and Joe too. Oh, your friend there. Eh? Then what did you say to this person if I told what I knew about Eliana, she'd never have any money? Who says I said that? Isn't yeah. it true that Mrs. Spokop once asked you to lure her husband out into the country on the pretext of buying raisins and then kill him? That's a very lie. You might as well come saying, Miss. He and Joe are going to give you $3,000 for the weren't they? All right. I'll tell you about it. That's better. Well, Iliana, she says to me, George, it's got to be done. She says you're going to do it yourself in the house. Only she's afraid it's going to scare his children. I see. So you got him out there on Muckelfield Road and pumped five bullets into him. Really? No, no. I lose my nerve. I couldn't do it. Then after you killed eat and collected your money, you thought you could go on greeting Mrs. Prokop for everything she had. That's all. He made me mad. You took Eliana. Yeah, you were jealous, too. When Eliana threw you over for Joe and you found out you couldn't get any more money out of him, you thought you'd get even. So you batted in their head while they were sleeping and then set fire to the house thinking you'd cover up your crime.
0: They were not sleeping. They were I mean, I don't know anything about it.
1: That's all we wanted to know, Deenis. Come on, Daly. What this case needs is a first-class murder complaint. <laughs> the moment, Chief of Police Billy will conclude our program. Rio Grande Craft is known as the gasoline of police car performance. And wherever you buy Rio Grande Craft gasoline, you can buy Rio Lube motor oil, refined from the highest-priced mid-continent crude oil, which de-waxed, be gelled, super-refined, and made available to you at all Rio Grande stations in Tampa 2, 10. Get police car performance with Rio Grande Craft gasoline and Rio Lube motor oil at your independent Rio Grande dealer tomorrow. And now, Chief Billy. And George Venus was brought to trial before Judge Guy C. Austin. He was found guilty of the murder of Pete, Eleanor, and Joe, and sentenced to spend the remainder of his life in prison at Walla Walla. Thus ends the story of another crime that did not take place. All the calling all cars, attention all cars, the cancellation brought just 270 regarding a missing person. The specialist station now in Texas. That's all. Go This is your helper to Fred Vickman, please. Good night for Rio Grande. Next week at this time, Rio Grande will present the case of the careless caretaker.
2: This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.